You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. I'm doing great, Jim. Great talking to you. Always fun talking to you on a Monday after winning. Um, especially fun after we beat the Colts, which, you know, I know we've, um, you know, done a pretty good job of that lately. I think I've beat the Colts the last nine times I played them. So it was great to win in India. It turns out that horseshoe on their helmets isn't as lucky as it seems, which really sucks for them, but not for us. So it was a great win. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, the voice there of Tom Brady during his weekly hit with Jim Gray talking about his success over the Indianapolis Colts, and he beat him again on Sunday. That was a fun game. Let's talk to Mike Lombardi here, our Odyssey NFL insider. He's joining us on the guest line. You can also hear Michael on the GM Shuffle, his weekly podcast available on the Odyssey app. Mike, we can start with that game and that result. The Colts have a lead. They lose it. They turn it over in the second half. Really, the storyline of that game became all the pass plays late in the game, maybe getting away from Jonathan Taylor a little bit. Brady and the Bucks take take advantage of it. What did you make of that game and Frank Reich leaning a, a little bit, maybe too much on the pass late as the Bucks came back? Well, I mean, look, Tampa's run defense is really good. I mean, it's hard to run the football on Tampa. And that was a game that I think when you handicapped it to start out with, it was going to be hard for them. They were going to have to use Russell Wilson, which is one of the reasons why I thought the Bucks w- would be able to win this game because they were going to have to play outside their comfort zone. And Carson Wentz was going to have to try to make some plays in the game. And typically he has struggled when that's been the case. So, uh, you know, I, I kind of felt it went according to plan. I don't think Frank Wright went against it. It's just hard to run the ball, especially with the return of Vita Vey in the game. I mean, he's so good at stopping the run along with Sue that no matter how good of ta- how good of a player Taylor is, it's really challenging to run the football against them. Uh, Michael, normally we, we uh, stick to the NFL, but it, it was hard to keep our focus on Monday night football during the game last night with all the fast and furious news. I mean, there were odds earlier in the day about the next coach at LSU, and nobody was even listing Brian Kelly. Like, you don't leave Notre Dame, but uh, we're in a brand new world with these mega, mega contracts. You have Lincoln Riley getting $110 million to go to USC. They're buying homes for him. And uh, the big news made official this morning, Brian Kelly to LSU after 10 years in South Bend. What was, uh, what was your reaction to all the big news? And, and I guess this really kicked off when uh, Mel Tucker got that huge contract. Well, I think this is really a reflection of the the enormous money that's available for college athletics based on the BCS games and what teams are getting and they're chasing that and and coaches are the beneficiaries of that. So, 
look, you know, I think LSU, I said this on my podcast yesterday, LSU felt very good that uh, they were going to get Lincoln Riley. In fact, they had a caterer that uh, set up, they were going to make an announcement on Sunday, and the caterer got canceled, and Lincoln Riley ended up, I think, leaving him at the altar and went to USC instead, and then they quickly rallied and brought Brian Kelly in. And they have all always, Brian Kelly had always been part of the conversation there, but I think Lincoln Riley was the first choice, and they went to number two. And, look, Brian's done a remarkable job everywhere he's been. He's been able to win. The LSU job is one of the top five jobs. It's a better, Brian Kelly wanted to be a pro coach, and the LSU job is probably better than a lot of pro coaching jobs. Michael, it seems like it's been a case of any given Sunday the last few weeks. Right now, who do you think is playing the best football? Well, I, I think I said this on my show. Uh, you know, I think, I think Green Bay is the best team. I don't think Green Bay has been healthiest. And I thought the Rams would upset them because their health wasn't good. However, however... You know, if Green Bay comes back at full strength, I think Green Bay is the best team because in spite of all the political talk and COVID and all those things, Aaron Rodgers is having an MVP season. And he is really going to be hard to beat. They go into Arizona without, without Devontae Adams. They go in there without all their – with some guys they win. They play at home against the Rams with most of their offensive line kind of beat up and not playing, and they dominate the Rams. So – for me, I, I think it's the Packers. Look, I think the Cardinals are really good. The Cardinals have won on the road in San Francisco and Seattle with Colt McCoy. And they went into Los Angeles and dominated the Rams. So you can't underestimate them. But right now, we haven't seen Kyler Murray in the last month. I mean, we've got to see if he's going to get back to form. Hopefully this week he will. But I think it's the Packers. I really do. I think the Cowboys have to get healthy. And I think they could certainly contend you know, in that area. But I think for me, the, for me, more than anything, uh, you know, I think Green Bay is, is the best team in the NFC. And the AFC, I think it's anyone's guess. Mike, one of those AFC teams is the New England Patriots. They win again by a sizable margin, and now they get set up for one of two games in December with the Buffalo Bills. Mike, as it stands now, watching Buffalo, watching New England, who do you think wins this thing? Who do you think is going to win the AFC? So obviously, these two games are going to dictate most of it. But who do you like better right now heading into the home stretch, the Bills or the Patriots in this division? Well, I mean, it's going to be hard. I, I think both of them, I mean, they're going to play probably, you know, two times. We know that. And then they may play an, another time if they hit the playoffs. And I think, you know, each time they play, I don't know if there's a clear-cut winner. I think both teams are, are very good. And I think this game is going to be about New England's physicality. I think it's going to be about New England being really tough, going up there, trying to run the ball. Uh, I think we lose sight that, you know, New England is still playing with a rookie quarterback. I mean, it's hard to win in Buffalo with the Bills Mafia and that crowd, especially on a Monday night game. So I would favor the Bills in this game because of the home field, because of the ability. They've had a ton of rest. I mean, they're coming off of almost another bye week. They haven't played the Saints on a Thursday night. Now they get a Monday night game. So I think it favors the home team in this situation. Uh, Michael, will you look at the uh, bottom part of the playoff picture on the NFC side after Washington gets their win last night, all of a sudden they're sitting the seven and, and they're playing some good football. Heineke completion percentage, very high. They dominated that game as far as plays and time of possession uh, last night. But if, if you look at the bottom part, San Francisco, one of the hotter teams coming in and they take out Minnesota and, and Minnesota's still right there. They're sitting there 
at five and six. They're a team that they're going to win. They're going to lead at some point during the game by a touchdown, but they just can't finish the games. Um, uh, Vikings, Niners, a- any of these teams intriguing to you about a-, a team that could slip in and then win a game or two in the playoffs? Well, I mean, the you know the 49ers are starting to play better, right? I mean, the, the, we know they can run the ball. And for all the talk that Trey Lance was going to save the franchise, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is still the best quarterback on the team. And he'll be the best quarterback probably, you know, for a while because he gives them the best chance to win. And I, I think you've got to take them really seriously because of that. I mean, right now, you know, they're the sixth seed, San Francisco. So, you know, I don't see any of those other teams – you know, sneaking into the seventh seed. Washington right now with that win last night, believe it or not, has become the seventh seed. It's hard to believe, but that's what they are. Minnesota, Washington, those two teams. Atlanta's the ninth seed. I think Atlanta's one of the, one of the worst teams in the league, yet they keep being resourceful and finding ways to win games. And Cordell Patterson, I mean, this is what it is. I mean, think how bad this has gotten. The Seattle Seahawks are the 15th team in the 16-team division in the NFC. At three and eight, I mean, it's really it's they're one and six in conference, so it's wide open. But I think Washington certainly has the best chance. I mean, can you imagine we could conceivably get two teams from the NFC East in the playoffs? Hard for me to believe, but it's certainly something that could happen. You're telling me I'm in Washington and I can't believe it. All right, which team do you trust more, Michael, in the AFC North, the Bengals or the Ravens? Well, I, I trust the Bengals more because the Ravens, if they play against a team that has to throw, that can throw the football effectively, if they play against a team like Kansas City again or even Cincinnati again, you know, and Buffalo, they're going to struggle to, to defend the forward pass. It's happened all year. They don't have a great pass rush. Against Cleveland, it was an easier game because Cleveland can only run the football. And against Pittsburgh, Ben can't throw the ball. So, to me, Cincinnati's the more complete team, and particularly with the fact that they are using Joe Mixon more and they're able to run the football, and it's taken some of the pressure off that offensive line, which has caused Burrow to get hit way too much. And, look, Cincinnati's defense has played really well so far this year. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mike Lombardi, Odyssey NFL insider, joining us here. Mike, Thursday night, the Cowboys will be in New Orleans against the Saints. We know the Cowboys are dealing with COVID issues in their coaching staff. They struggled as of late. What are you seeing with the Cowboys? Uh, is this a fatal flaw, fatal flaws they're showing? Or is this just a bump in the road and, and they're obviously going to win this division no problem? Or, or do you see some, some worry in December for the Cowboys as they come down the stretch? Well, I think like a lot of teams, I think we, we tend to think it's a bump in the road, but it's a really a bump in the injury road, right? A lot of these teams just don't have their players. They don't have their team. 
And it's hard to win in the NFL without your team. Tennessee, you know, they don't have their team. They don't have any of their team. And it's very challenging to win. The same thing with Dallas. They're missing two of their best defensive players. You know, and they're missing a couple of their receivers that they desperately need. And all of a sudden, you know, they look like they're stumbling. But in reality, they just don't have their players. And that's why I think Green Bay's been somewhat remarkable. They've been able to win without their players. Arizona, remarkable. Winning without Kyler Murray and Hopkins. I mean, that's really – Kingsbury deserves a ton of credit for that because they're 9-2. and two, They have the best record in all of football. And they haven't had their best player play the last three weeks. Uh, Michael, we hit the Colts a little bit uh, off the top with their loss to the Bucks at home after blowing that 10-point third-quarter lead. But uh, uh, flipping ahead to this week and the rest of the season, Indy is in a good spot. They get Houston. They're eight-and-a-half-point favorites. And you know, Reich regarded as one of the better coaches in the game, but y- you have the Wentz situation, and you have the five-turnover game. A couple weeks ago, Jonathan Taylor, he's going to win the MVP. And when they go back to Taylor – we saw what they could do offensively, but there was a stretch in that game, 27 straight passes out of Wentz. Uh, do you think Reich and company uh, learned a lesson in that loss to uh, Bucks and Brady? Well, I mean, look, they, they I think they knew the lesson. They want this to be Jonathan Taylor's team, but sometimes it's hard to run the ball into a front that won't let you run it. You know, it's hard to do that. It's hard to run a a run that you know you're not going to get any yards no matter how good of a back there is on the team. And so I I think that that's the challenge. And, you know, they've got a lot invested in Carson Wentz. I mean, they're in a real pickle because the more they play Wentz, that first-round pick's going out the window, and they still may need a quarterback. You know, they're going to give up a first-round pick to Philadelphia and still need a quarterback. That's that's hard. So for me, I think that what they've learned is they have to manage Wentz, and Taylor's the best way to manage Wentz, and they've got to find a way to get some balance. So people, you know, they're going to play New England in two weeks. You know Belichick's going to play a five-down defensive lineman and dare Wentz to play in the game and see if he can make throws. That's going to be a chat. That'll be the hard part. I'm curious your thoughts on Stafford and the Rams. The Rams have now lost three in a row. Stafford is not looking very good. L.A. keeps trying to bring in all this talent, but do you think they can overcome this? What is your uh, assessment and confidence in this Rams team? Well, I mean, just, you know, I think the Rams have gotten away from being the Rams. I think what's happened a lot here is the fact that, you know, when they had Jared Goff, they knew they had to run a play-action pass scheme. When they had Jared Goff, they knew they had to run the ball and they had to protect their offensive line because it had to protect Goff. Now that, they have, now that they have Stafford, they've kind of lured themselves into this trap thinking, okay, we have Stafford. He can cure all our problems. Well, now their problems have become magnified. The offensive line got destroyed by the Packers last week. They can't protect. It's a weakness. It's been a weakness. Go to the Super Bowl. Watch the Super Bowl game against the Patriots when the Patriots really destroyed that offensive line. It hasn't improved. And part of the problems is, is they've covered it up with their ability to run the ball, their play action. But now with Stafford, you know, they think they can go further down the road. And what happened is they've learned in three-game losing streak, they can't. That no matter how talented you are, if your line can't protect your quarterback, it's going to be a challenge. And then defensively, right? Defensively, they have these three great players, Vaughn Miller, uh, Aaron Donald, and Jalen Ramsey. They don't put Ramsey on the best receiver. He, Devontae Adams has eight catches for over 100 yards. And then, really, you know, the Packers started back up a third-string left tackle. We never really felt Vaughn Miller's presence in the game. The ball was coming out too quick. 
So to me, it's a point that you've got to be good in all areas. You just can't have three superstars, and I think that's the issue. Mike, are you surprised at how quickly the maybe called a house of cards or the foundation, whatever term you want to use, has fallen in Seattle with the Seahawks? I mean, it's every year since Russell Wilson got drafted, winning record, most of those years' playoff trips, a couple trips to a Super Bowl championship, and this year, I mean, we look at the NFC playoff picture, everyone's in it. They're not even in it. They look terrible right now. Are you surprised how quickly it's fallen? Uh, yeah, I am. I think they, you know, I think th- this offense has not been very good. I think, you know, Shane Waldron is, you know, he know he was with Sean McVay. I know he stood next to him, but the Sean McVay magic didn't come up to Seattle. They were a better offense with Brian Schottenheimer. They were a better offense with, with Daryl Bevel. I mean, Pete keeps changing offensive coordinators and they keep getting, they're not getting better. And that's a real, tr- that's a problem. And right now, Russell Wilson, he doesn't trust his protection. I don't think he trusts the play. His eye level is way down. I think it's really been a hard situation. I think it starts with the decisions that they made this offseason. Mike Lombardi joining us, as always, on the Odyssey guest line. Mike, thank you so much for hopping on. We'll do it again soon. Thank you. There he goes, Mike Lombardi. He is with us, as always, on the Roman guest line. Get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BeckQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com dot com slash BetQL. Great stuff from Mike. Coming up on the other side, we talked about some of those teams yesterday a little bit that are on the fringe. Can they make a run? We're going to start. We're going to draft these teams. Who would we take to be, let's say, this year's Bucks to make a run? Go at it from nowhere at Thanksgiving to make a run. That's next. BetQL Daily presented as always by Fan Duel Sportsbook. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily. Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.